G'day everyone. Today on Creation Talk, we're going to discuss a very common question. What does day mean? You are listening to Creation Talk, a creation.com podcast, proclaiming the truth to honor the creator while providing credible answers. And with me is Gary Bates. So welcome, Gary. Good to see everybody. Well, I can't see you, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So let's uh, give an example. I mean, maybe you'd like to read from uh, the first mention of day in the Bible. Sure. Okay. So this is the one in Genesis chapter 1. Let's say start in verse 4. It says here, God saw the light was good. God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. Darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. Now, that seems pretty obvious. I think a child can understand that. But why is there such a big debate about it? What do you think it means? Well, this is something that uh, most people don't Mm realise they do. Most of us, Christians included, we've been educated in the secular realm. You turn on the TV, you watch National Geographic, you watch the news, and they say, hey, you know, we found dinosaur bones and they're millions of years old. So there's just this grand assumption Mm that the earth is billions of years old and that life on the earth is millions of years old. And people have believed that as a scientific fact. Now, we're not going to deal with that today. We've dealt with that in other episodes, Mm. and people go on creation.com and look at that. But I know myself, Jonathan, when I first became a Christian, I was an evolutionist, Mm, first became a Christian, I accepted the Lord, I was a Christian, and immediately I went about starting reading the Bible, and I just said, well... The you know the earth is billions of years old. I've got to fit those millions of years in somewhere. Now, obviously, when I read Genesis one, you know we're talking clearly as you read it, it's six twenty-four hour days. So unwittingly, I immediately tried to make those days long periods of time. I thought I was being novel by saying, well, maybe each day is a billion years each. We sound just like Hugh Ross in that respect. Actually, he exactly. said the same thing, didn't he? Yes. And in fact, that's part of his ministry teaching. Oh, and you're saying that you you can be a Christian and believe in evolution? People are accusing us of saying you can't, but you just said you could be a Christian and believe oh, in evolution. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I think you can, but you can be just misinformed. Remember, mm. I said I was a young Christian too, right. yeah. and so I diverted to what I'd been taught in the secular realm. So that's the first thing. People mm-hmm. don't realize that they're trying to add a secular idea, mm. a secular interpretation of the natural world to Scripture. So... Uh, Realizing that then, if we just read scripture by itself, I don't believe you'd get the idea that the universe is 14 billion years old, there was a big bang, or that those days were long periods of time. It doesn't look like it, but don't, doesn't day sometimes mean a long period of time? If I said in my father's day, what, would I mean a literal day then? Uh, well, uh, you in that particular context, you haven't defined what a day is. Mm-hmm. And in the Hebrew, the word yom in Genesis 1 is defined. So I think that's a really good example. You know, if you said, well, back in my father's day, and I said, well, how many 24-hour days you're talking about, you can't know. But if I said to you, Jono, it took me three days to fly from Brisbane, Australia to Atlanta, Georgia, how many 24-hour days have I just spoken It about? sounds like three ordinary <laughs> days, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like three billion years. Yeah, because we've put something called an ordinal or a definer of the context before mm. the word day, and then... On top of that, when we read in Genesis, it says there was evening, there was morning, there's a number. So you've got three definers Mm. of the context there. So I think if you looked at the scriptures itself, 
it's absolutely clear that the author was talking about 24-hour days. Well, that's, that's a point, isn't it? Because we have other parts of Scripture where we have a number with a day or an evening and morning with a day, and in no other part of Scripture does anyone have a problem with what day means. In fact, day in a number 410 times, and it means an ordinary day. Okay, Everywhere else it means an ordinary day, but somehow Genesis 1 is the exception. But why should it be an exception? Or evening and morning 38 times again. Day means day. Yeah, nobody ever questions those as days. Yeah. Right? 523 times in the Old Testament, you know, evening, morning, day, number, all mm. these combinations, it appears. And nobody ever questions those as an ordinary day. It's only in Genesis. Yeah. And again, it's because of, if you like, the, the secular view that we've adopted, a secular mm. scientific interpretation of the natural world that causes people to put those millions of years. Mm. So the rest of the Bible understands Genesis uh, like that. And, of course, in the New Testament, we just mentioned the Old Testament, mm. in the New Testament, all right, the book of Genesis is referred to over 100 times mm. and specifically Genesis 1 of 11. So clearly the New Testament mm. authors building our church doctrine and New Testament doctrine believe Genesis to be real, literal history. And well, part yeah. of that history has to be the fact that they believe God created in six 24-hour days. And, mm. of course... You know, what about the Ten Commandments, right? That's an interesting one because it, God tells us, you know, we told the Israelites, work for six days, rest for one. Because God created the heaven, earth, sea, and everything in six days and rested for one. So clearly the days of creation must be the same as the days of our ordinary week. Otherwise, it makes no sense. So do we have to work for six billion years, rest for one billion years? Lovely long weekend to look forward to. We're not going to live that long. And it has to be days in history. It can't be days of myth because if God didn't really work for six days, why should we work for six days if God really hadn't done so in actual history? So the tenth, the Ten Commandments are extremely good evidence that the Genesis 1 days were ordinary days. I yeah. don't see how you read it any other way. You know, one of the things we've discussed elsewhere is, you know, people think that the young earth is a recent derivation and the old, the church fathers all believed in an old earth. Actually, simply not true. Mm. So we've mentioned internal consistency, Old Testament, New Testament, mm. but the church fathers, including the great Martin Luther, clearly believed in 24-hour days. Well, yes, I document this in my book, Refuting Compromise, uh, Chapter 3. I go into the history of interpretation of Genesis. I mean, and these are people that Hugh Ross claimed believed in long creation days, notice. Like um, Basil the Great, you know, the great church father in the 4th century. He had a series of sermons on creation week called the Hexiameron. And so he discusses Genesis 1-5, evening, morning, one day. And he said explicitly, this shows that 24 hours make up the space of a day. How can you get clearer than that? And then you go into the medieval times with Thomas Aquinas. Mm -hmm. And what do we see Thomas Aquinas say? Uh, thus we find that said at first he called the light day for the reason that later on a period of 24 hours is also called a day where it said there was evening, morning, one day. You see, so Thomas Aquinas is using exactly the same reasoning that you did. Mm. Evening and morning and number means 24-hour day. Yeah. Very and re clear. And repeated six times over in Genesis chapter 1. You know, maybe God thought there was going to be a controversy about this. I mean. Oh, I can't imagine, surely. <laughs> You know, I, I find it interesting, Jonathan, because, you know, the same believers uh, that have no problem, you know, we go to church, we sing these great worship songs mm, about yeah. you know, God being indescribable, creating a billion galaxies with hundreds of billions of stars. Mm -hmm. 
but he couldn't have done it in six 24-hour days. I, I have to wonder. But the thing is, in the early church, the only dispute was, why did he take so long? Yeah, that's right. That's ironic, yeah, isn't and, it? And we see the reason for that in the, in the Ten Commandments. He took so long to give us a pattern for our working week. He could have done it in week. six microseconds, picoseconds, whatever, but he chose to spread it out, which is why you have the Westminster Confession saying that creation means God took uh, in the space of six days. Yeah, Martin Luther said uh, things like the world with all its creatures was created within six days as the words read. How radical is that? As the words read, yeah. you know, let's believe what God said until telling God what he really meant to say. So we're talking about the great theologians and historians here took God at his word. And you know what? You just reminded me of something there. When we don't, it mm. kind of reminds me of something else in Scripture. Did God really say? Did Ooh, he really yeah. say six days? <laughs> My goodness, isn't it? <laughs> You know. uh, I mean, it's interesting, yeah, one long earth guy, long age guy, has a book called Seven Days That Divide the World. So I'm waiting for the sequel, which says Three Days That Divide the World, yeah. showing that Jesus was in the tomb for three years. I think you're talking years. about John Lennox there, old name drop. All right. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Which we reviewed on our website, creation.com slash Lennox, if you want to look it up for ourselves. Yeah. Yourselves. Now, well, dealing with this, I know some people might say, yeah, but hang on. What about gap theory? We've actually done a podcast mm-hmm. on that. What about uh, framework hypothesis? All these views. Mm-hmm. If you have questions, uh, on those, um, just go to creation.com. And if you have any questions, mm-hmm. actually, there's a system where you can submit your questions mm. and they'll get answered by scientists like Jonathan, our other scientists, or even myself. Jonathan, we mentioned before about 523 times in the Old Testament, mm, evening, morning, day number. We didn't give an example. Um, there's a really good one in Numbers 7. I don't know if you've got it and you can read it out or give us an example. Well, of what see, it Numbers says. chapter 7 has the dedication of the altar over 12 consecutive number day, day one, day two, day three, and it's because you've got 12 tribes of Israel. So every day you have a mm-hmm. leader from each of the 12 tribes bringing an offering to dedicate. The thing is, even though the days are numbered there, no one seems to have any problem understanding what days mean in Numbers chapter 7. Obviously, ordinary 24-hour days. No one thinks the altar was dedicated over 12 million years. Yeah. But I think that's actually harder to understand than Genesis 1 because yes. it doesn't say evening and morning, but no one has a tr- has yeah. trouble. But Genesis 1 is twice as easy to understand as number 7. Yeah. But that's the one that gets attacked. Yeah, there seems to be a huge, and I know I've been there myself, so mm-hmm. I'm not being critical, a huge hurdle to overcome mm. to consider that the earth might be only thousands of years old and God created in six 24-hour days. But I think it's worthy of noting mm-hmm. here, you know, what is time? You know, some oh, people yeah. say, well, what was God doing for billions of years before creation? But there is no billions of years before creation. Mm. When God created the physical material of the universe, and he set you know, the stars and the planets in place and, and the earth rotates with a light source, mm. time begins. That's now, the, whether you're a Big Bang or a creationist, you'd have to believe when the universe began, time, as we understand it, began. So God himself is the definer of what time is. Right. And the Bible's you know, universal framework of reference for time is the earth. Yeah. And he's defined it by rotation, light source, 24 hours, the days we experience. I'd say it's pretty important that God is the creator of time because that's how he can predict the future infallibly because he owns all of time. So future is also known to him. If we we abandon this, then how can we trust God's prophecies uh, of salvation, resurrection, if in fact he doesn't, isn't the creator of time? It actually helps us understand that, doesn't it? Mm. Because how can God 
predict the future or not predict, tell, tell you know, ordain what's happening in the future as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you and I live in this linear time progression, you know, there's tomorrow, it hasn't happened mm-hmm. yet, but God knows, maybe he sees it. Mm. I don't even understand that because I'm bound by time, but God, of course, is outside of time. So what's the big deal? Here's another one. Uh, yeah. So why does it matter anyway if you believe whether the Earth's billions of years old or the days are at Genesis mm. or long periods of time? Actually, it does have a serious implication. Uh, what is that Im- implication then? What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, uh, where does the millions of years come from? It comes from outside sources, as you mentioned right at the beginning. It doesn't come from the text. It comes from reading outside ideas into the text. It comes from the rock layers yeah. that have... Death in them. Because <laughs> you've got fossils, you can't escape it, can you? Right. So mm. even though you might not believe in evolution, if you try to add millions of years to the scripture, even by making the day's long period of time, mm. the long periods of time come from the rock layers. The rock layers have fossils and death in them. Guess in- what we're doing? Including human death, by the way. I mean, now they're saying Homo sapiens fossils are about 330,000 years ago. So you have human death. In the fossil record, yeah. Before day six, when God saw all that he'd made and it was very good, which meant there was no death because death didn't enter the world until Genesis chapter three. So there's gospel implications with adding deep time millions of years to the scripture. Oh, I'd say so. So if you try to add it there, gap theory, you've got the same problems in uh, in all of those. What happens to Paul's gospel message where he relates the uh, death of the last Adam, Jesus, and the physical resurrection to... The sin and death yeah. of Adam, the first man. You see, it's very clear in this gospel message. And classic passage he wrote, of course, Romans 5.12, sin entered the world through one man. And, and death, came death through all men, sin. All, all sin. So there's clear, the Bible mm. says there's no death and bloodshed before Adam. Mm. Trying to fit millions of years in uh, before Genesis chapter 3, you're inadvertently destroying the gospel. It's something that a lot of people don't uh, actually realize. And often their their eyes become open there. They get turned on when they realize that it's connected to the gospel itself, as yeah. we find in our church ministry all, all over the, the country, right? Yeah. And of course, we have another explanation for those rock layers, the, the Genesis flood of chapter 6. So don't be intimidated. Don't worry about you know thinking you're parking your brains at the church door by believing in a young earth. Uh, you don't have to do that. So. Well, yes, if we have the, a global flood, you know, in physics, you can often trade intensity for time. So intense process like the flood, mm. you no longer need the millions of years. So that's an important thing to discover, but that's a topic for another podcast. All right. Well, thank you, Gary, uh, for the very informative discussion we've had. And thank you to our viewers for tuning in. And if you want to see more about this topic of days of creation, you can tune into the other video Gary and I did about Hugh Ross. And that was a sequel to yet another video. Uh, So we've got plenty of podcasts you can have a look at to discuss this topic further. And also read the articles below our site and the books we've got as well. Yes, please. Okay. Catch you later, guys. (laughs) 